Radio. This is Phil Stevens. I am a powerlifter, Highland Games athlete. I run Strength Guild and coach people to do amazing things. Nice. <laughs> this is Dr. Mike Janelson, associate professor at the Kerrigan Institute, creator of the Flex Diet and the Physiologic Flexibility Certification, and just got back late last night from South Dakota. Cold there yet? <laughs> uh, no, it's colder here. A couple oh. of days, it was it was warm. It was like in the 90s. Well, it's Coach Jarrell, or Coach Jay, out of Strength Guild in Olathe. Uh, coach a lot of weightlifting, strength and conditioning work for normal everyday people, competitive weightlifting, uh, amongst other fun things. We'd make people better, is what we generally try and do, all of us. Actually, I'll be uh, coaching somebody out of Strongman meet here. Not, I think it's next weekend. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Better check that out. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. My man, does it, he tells me every day how many days is left. He's like, all right. He gives me like a daily countdown. So. Yeah. I know Mike has a study on some saunas, how I'm going to get jacked by visiting the local sauna. Yeah. So my pet peeve is people who argue about studies who never read studies. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, yeah, I'll leave it at that. So, uh, and I get it. Sometimes you can't get the study now because Sci-Hub is weird and it's harder to find new studies than it was. But and the study is in open access, and it's relatively short. Mm, before you start arguing back and forth, maybe you should read said study. So uh, this one is on the effect of 12 sessions of high-temperature sauna baths on body composition in healthy young men. Uh, the main author is Victor Toro. This was published uh, just about a few weeks ago, 2021, in the International Journal of Environmental Research and public health. Um, so at face value, if you just read the abstract, it seems to be pretty cool, right? They're, they took the study, they looked at 12 high temperature sauna, so 100 degrees uh, centigrade, which is pretty damn hot for a sauna. They used 23 healthy young men, and if you read the study, they were actually pretty decent uh, body composition. They divided them into the control group, the sauna group, and they used a DEXA, to evaluate changes in body comp, bone mass, and muscle. So that all sounds really good. We've got a human subjects study. Looks like a fair amount of healthy people, not a diseased population. So for our listeners, um, this kind of matches everything. And they divided them, uh, in, like we said, into two groups. And then it got really weird. <laughs> <laughs> the measurements they did since DEXA can look at bone mass and uh, body composition, they use that to to see, hey, what happened? And if you read just the abstract itself, uh, it says the muscle mass of the right leg, pre versus decay versus um, the other group, uh, bone mineral density, pre versus post, and bone mineral content, pre versus post, of the left leg increased in a sauna group after sauna baths. So they conclude, quote, it seems that exposure to heat at high temperatures could provide improvements in bone and muscle mass. 
So that sounds great. So I'm going to go out and buy a sauna and get jacked mm. in 12 weeks. Um, when I created the physiologic flexibility course, so one of the things I look at is changes in temperature, right? So temperature is a homeostatic regulator. Your body has to hold 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. It's actually, if you if you look in the literature, it's about 97.7 on average, um, but it has to hold that temperature. And we know we can be exposed to cold and we can be exposed to hot for short periods of time. And because of adaptations, we can be okay. Um, so there's a lot of benefit to sauna. So the other part that drives me insane too is, oh, you don't like saunas now. You're hating on sauna. Haven't mm -hmm. you read all the other literature? It's like I've read most of it that I can yeah. find. And I think saunas are amazing. There's a ton of like really cool benefits. But again, it's the context and what are you trying to use it for? So I looked forever. I started thinking about creating the course 10 years ago. I spent the last year pulling every bit of research I could find. There's one decent, okay study in elderly individuals that shows heat may be beneficial for bone and for muscle mass. Other than that, everything else was, yeah, I would say not the best data, some animal models, some mechanistic stuff. A whole bunch of stuff hinting that via the regulation of something called heat shock proteins that this can help with muscle mass. Now, there are some studies showing that if you have an injury and you're trying to reduce atrophy, yeah, sauna might be pretty beneficial. Mm -hmm. But trying to reduce muscle loss versus gaining muscle are two completely different things. So a lot of people conflate, oh, it's great for limiting atrophy, then it must be great for adding muscle. And it's an okay hypothesis to start with, but most of the data doesn't support that. Um, so let me read the study real quickly. So things to look for that always seem weird when you read studies, even if you don't really know what you're looking at. In this study, the leg that was better for bone was the left leg. The leg that was better for muscle mass was the right leg. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Like, if you're doing some weird type of loading, okay, maybe, but yeah. they didn't do an exercise intervention. So I'm like, okay, so some people maybe favor the right leg or favor the left leg, depending upon, you know, what literature you're looking at. Well, how come then bone is better in one leg and muscle mass is better in the other leg? That doesn't make any sense at all because mm -hmm. of loading. And then another giveaway is when you're looking at the data, uh, fat mass changes are reported in kilograms. Um, like, okay, that, that might make sense. Um, and then they also did fat mass as a percentage. Uh, muscle mass um, was reported only on total body. And then the right leg was reported as a percentage. And then the right leg for fat mass was reported in just kg. So that's odd that you're using two different types of mm -hmm. uh, displays uh, for that. And in short, this is probably like p-hacking at its best, right? Where you're trying to torture the data until it gives you up the answer you want. It's fairly significant. <laughs> and I highly doubt with the very minuscule change they saw in muscle mass, with that uh, number of people and what we see from normal uh, changes in DEXA, that you're seeing anything that's remotely real. It's just un 
highly unlikely to be possible. So yeah, that, that was the case ahead. after I would say after uh, deep cuts in saunaing before a, a meet, you would I, theoretically perform better, right? So if you had more muscle yeah. mass, but that I don't know if anyone's ever really cut like really really cut and then got in the sauna and felt oh man you know what today's going to be the best weightlifting day of my life mm. oh yeah <laughs> yeah and and that's another good point too that you have to be very careful when you do the measurements and hydration levels when you look at sauna stuff especially on dexa all right because any fluid is going to read as changes in uh, lean body mass so what's even more interesting too is that they're reporting not changes in lean body mass, but uh, in the study, they're actually reporting changes in muscle mass, which is mm, interesting. So, yeah, I agree. And even just looking at anecdotal data, like you guys said, I think sauna is great. I think there's a lot of benefits um, to it. I would not put muscle mass at the top of the list. I just don't see a lot of people getting jacked going into the sauna all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That's a new study. I maybe helps with uh, reduction in atrophy. I think can help with uh, some other things. I do like it. I think it's beneficial. But for muscle mass, mm, this study, no, it's it's kind of a we'll put it in the trash bin for now. <laughs> I've only you guys seen, use sauna. I I don't use it myself, but I've only seen in I know the like the. Chinese team and the Russian weightlifting teams, they swear by sauna for like recovery. Right. And I've seen some literature that suggests, and it's a specific type, I, I don't want to butcher it, but that injury recovery is like, that's yes. kind of a new thing is like heat treating injury for, you know, athletes is, and maybe that has to do with that, you know, the atrophy part too, but, um, those are the only two things that I've seen the sauna like, oh, okay, this is like where this this is where this modality goes, but I've never seen it on like a like this is gonna move you forward on the you know in terms of strength, muscle mass, wellness, whatever. I've always seen it as a recovery tool. So I've never used it personally as a recovery tool because that's for rich people, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sauna not not I mean, here and there. I don't have one or anything. I don't have access to one all the time. So, no. I mean, I can't say that I'm a big user of it. But, I mean, I think they feel good. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. And briefly, there's some <clears throat> interesting research on the regulation of heat shock proteins. And people will ask all the time of, like, recovery stuff. Hey, if I get in a sauna after I'm done lifting or doing aerobic stuff, am I going to kind of mess up all the adaptations I just spent time doing? And the nice part with sauna is, in general, not really. If anything, mm -hmm. you might help them a little bit via recovery. There's some interesting stuff on aerobic training. If you're untrained, sauna can be pretty beneficial. Uh, if you're trained, you may see a slight bump uh, by different mechanisms. The data on that, I'd say, is still pretty mixed. Um, but the nice part is I tell people, yeah, just you know, be reasonable with it. Don't go batshit crazy. Um, but there isn't any data showing that there's any interference with uh, messing it up. And anecdotally, I've seen similar stuff. If I can do a hard session and just hang out in the sauna for 10, 15 minutes afterwards, uh, my HRV, soreness, et cetera, normally is better. That's normally what I see in, in most lifters, too. Now, the hard part with that is 
if I had them just sit quietly and do breathing drills, would they be just as good? Yeah, I haven't seen a, a study that's compared that directly. But again, I think it's beneficial. Uh, but for for what and in what context are always the keys. The, the untrained part is always interesting. But I, here's the thing with untrained. And I feel like if you looked pretty much if you disrupt any pattern of comfort, it's like the untrained get better at what it like. It doesn't even matter what you do yep. as long as you make them uncomfortable somehow. Right. Like so if you go from untrained doing nothing and just pure comfort and you throw them in a sauna their body just has to adapt to something so they change somehow but the second you like you live in an active lifestyle it's like all those rules are like out yeah no i agree with that and that's what i liked mm-hmm. about this study is that they were healthy people they were relatively active and they did quantify that but yeah i agree you know if you're untrained you look at them funny they they get stronger <laughs> yeah you don't have to do anything even intelligent just apply a little overloading and same thing with temperature you know people are like even with cold water immersion they're like oh i want to do 20 minutes at 42 degrees on day one it's like mm. dude you don't even live in a cold climate like <laughs> you're probably so unadapted to that thing that that's going to be complete utter overkill you know we like it's like loading up everybody does that. up a squat we see it all the time though that's the same thing people do with training like i'm gonna start going to the gym <laughs> nine days a week <laughs> you know? you know, oh no the new, the new favorite, my it. new favorite is the 75 hard man yeah, Fuck. yeah what's from with zero that? to two workouts a day oh it's just you know it's kind of a hype train thing but going from zero and and people who are in like if i had some clients here they're like hey i want to try this it would make sense because most of my clients work out yeah four or five days a week, whatever. Yeah. And they, that would be a cha- like, it would be a step up in a challenge. The same people who are going from zero, like they don't work out at all. So, all right, you're going to work out two times a day, uh, you know, chug a gallon of water. You know, it's like you're going from zero to, you know, 75 real quick. Yeah. Like it's real, it's yeah. a real weird thing where you can just hey, do don't get simple it. steps. I mean, it, it works in uh, – it doesn't work in everything, yeah. I mean, going from zero to it all. I mean, even like we talked about with drug use, like you see all these new guys coming to powerlifting and they're, I'm going to take it all. It's like, where do you go mm-hmm. up? Yeah. How do you, yeah, how do you go fun. up more? If you started with everything, how do, where do you go? You can't. Well, what works? <laughs> yeah. I mean, from a scientific perspective, no. what works? Was yeah. it the uh, – was yeah. it this thing? Was it uh, discipline? Was it uh, what, yeah. what what actually worked in your in the system? Yeah. And then in terms of like how does this apply to the clients that I have? It's like so how do we go forward? Like you did seventy five. Let's say you successfully did it. Yeah. Then what do you do next, or what do you keep from that? Because it's not a sustainable. No. It's not three sixty five hard, right? Program. And I know it, it escalates, and part of it is uh, it's kind of hustle culture kind of thing. Yeah. Hustle culture applied to, um, you know, lifting and all or whatever. Not lifting, but whatever it is, just hustle culture starter kit, right? But what do you do next? So yeah. it's really hard to take it down a notch. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it just makes you insufferable on social media. Like you just become. <laughs> Off, you know yeah there's this weird thing about people a subpopulation wanting to do something that's just hard 
almost independent of the result. Right? We've seen this with lifting. We've seen this with not to rip on CrossFit, but CrossFit. We've seen it come and go with nutrition, you know, just keto harder, you know, fast longer than your neighbor. And there's this almost never ending thing of if you can market to that of, you know, this is really hard and it it looks hard. Right. I mean, I've tried to use that to my advantage, but make it sane. I'm like, yeah, you should do some hard stuff. I think that's super beneficial, but be intelligent about it, right? So, like, take 30 seconds or 10 seconds of a cold shower. Is that kind of hard? Yeah, it's kind of hard. Is it really above and beyond? Not really, because it's doable, but it's designed to be doable. That's yeah. that's the thing, right? Because you can then scale it forward. It's not, you know, do it for 20 minutes day one. So. Yeah. So. All right, we'll take a break, and then we're going to come back. There's, like, lots of stuff going on in Dubai over the weekend. So we'll talk about all that stuff. Just dropping another shameless plug here from my friends over at Hate Brand Goods. That's Matt Vincent and H, Roman numeral 8, brandgoods.com. If you haven't had a chance to check out their stuff, gear, apparel, all kinds of stuff, go check it out, hatebrandgoods.com. Thank you. Um, all right, everybody, we're back. We are going to talk about, we were just talking about it off there, but, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in Dubai this weekend. So, um, there's boxing or fighting, whatever you want to call it. And then the world's ultimate strongman competition of 2021 is there. That started yesterday, I believe. Um, yeah. So like we were talking about, why is everything moving to Dubai? Yeah. And, uh, uh, both of these events, from my understanding, were were booked for Florida, and then they changed to Dubai because of COVID nineteen concerns in Florida. Um, I can't guess that it was Florida they kicked them out because they don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, I, was say, I don't imagine Florida. It had been just promoters. Here. They're like the opposite. That's the yeah. first thing about COVID that's like made me concerned. Is that Florida's concerned? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm guessing it was just the promoters decided to move it. I don't know. Because um, I can't think that Florida's like, you can't come here. Right. Uh, well, that's but, a big move, too. That's It can't be cheap to go from Florida to shift yeah. to Dubai. Like, no. It's got to be expensive. Yeah, and I mean, just flying everybody there. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it can't be cheap. So What if the country then reimbursed them because of publicity and stuff? It could be. I don't know. You never know. I mean, like we talked about, there's a lot of money in Dubai. I mean, so that's probably part. um, You know, you got rich, eccentric people over there that are just like, yeah, I'll pay for them to fly over here. Let's sponsor that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come sit and I want front row seats to watch, you know, Steffi Cohen beat up this girl. But (laughs) uh, um, anyways, so in the strongman competition, I don't know, it seemed like a pretty stacked. uh, Zavigas came back for this. Oh, nice. He's in it. Um, Mattias out of Poland. Uh, Bobby Thompson, JF Karen, a um, bunch, a couple guys from Estonia, and, you know, a bunch of those countries the, where they end in Shilakavak and, you know, people, <laughs> the strong people's names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, is there big prize money in this? I don't it's know. Gotta what be some prize money. I, oh, there has to be. Um, it doesn't say. I know there's a big, there was a professional women's division too. And that was a neat one that I wanted to touch on. That's why I brought this up. Is uh, you know, we had a couple ladies from the USA over there, Jessica Fithin, 
um, Nadia Stowers and Corey Butler. And uh, this was the interesting thing. Jessica posted about it. She got sick before she went over there. She's been battling that. She ended up throwing up all over the freaking competition. But uh, <laughs> anyways, I guess they had to pack. It was five events. And she's like, this is amazing because it was the first one. Like the women were treated like all stars, I guess, um, just like the men and things like that, which is a good step forward. Yeah. Um, but they had to do all five events, which let me look at the events here so I can tell you them all. But they're not easy. Um, so you got a log press for reps, then a yoke walk for a distance. Women, that's 300 kilograms. What is that, 660? Yeah. Uh, log press for reps, 100 kilograms, so 220. Farmer's walks, 235 per hand. A mystery event, and then a series of atlas stones. So they had those five events. They had to do them all in 90 minutes. 90 minutes? Oh. <laughs> 90 oh. minutes to pack all those events in. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that was tough as shit in my life. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's like, man. oh, no wonder I'd be puking without being sick. So yeah, uh, I don't know what the I don't know what the seasons are like over there, but it can get up to like 120 degrees. And yeah, it's like a fucking desert. Yeah. That's all <laughs> I um, but that seems whew, that's fast. I mean, because you're talking world's strongest man. It goes over like three days. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, each event, like, you know, the heavier it gets, obviously, it's like the more recovery it qu- requires from your athletes. Yeah. And like that, that is, I mean, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of injuries from that, to be honest. You would think. Yeah. I mean, uh, to do all of or 90 just minutes. poor performance, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And she says it was something like that's the recording time they had for the show. So they had to freaking get it up. <laughs> oh. It's like, wow. Um, that is. You, you, you can't even imagine, ball. not even the toll on the athletes, but just the logistics. Oh yeah, yeah. that's quick, man. That's fast. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and I have no idea. Like I haven't. I tried to look, see who's won, and things like that. I think she took fourth still, uh, being sick. But um, I haven't seen any official results coming out. But uh, yeah, I didn't even see anything with that. I I don't know if I follow. I must follow Thor on Instagram or something, but. I've seen all the boxing stuff, like people posting about that between yeah. him and Steffi Cohen and stuff and Hepner. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I I won't be tuning into that just because <laughs> here's my thing. I actually like boxing, like yeah. higher, higher level, by like mm-hmm. actually watching boxing. And so watching these like and it's become a thing, you know, obviously with the Jay Call stuff and all that. It's like watching people who are bad at it do it but then get paid so much money like yeah. they get paid so much money more money than most of the you know low-end pro fighters get yes it's just one of those things where i'm like man, this kind of what know, i'm wondering yeah sport, whatever what i'm wondering is if this isn't a push by boxing because boxing used to be a really big sport yeah and it felt is this a push by boxing to try and help it because i'm not sure it is helping it you know but who Boxing is worse than powerlifting in terms of yeah, like federations oh yeah. exactly. and all That's this stuff going on and promotions and all that. In some ways, you would think it's good, right? Like, so the Jake Paul stuff definitely brings a new audience to it, right? You got like a much younger yeah. audience. Like his people, his yeah. his followers are much younger, and and they're watching, you know, whoever it is, uh, Mayweather and yeah, 
Woodley and stuff, maybe bringing them into the fight fight sports or whatever. But just in terms of the sport itself, like I'm always kind of big on maintaining the integrity of sport first. Yeah. Then doing fun stuff like the Mayweather Connor thing, I thought was more like that was fine. Like that was mm-hmm. well done. You know, obviously Connor doesn't practice boxing and Mayweather, you know. Yeah. But it's like two people in a similar discipline. Yes. But just taking like an NBA player and be like, all right, time to box. You're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard yeah. to watch. Now, I think so just following Steffi Cohen, I know she's taking it seriously and she's been training hard and stuff. And so I, I do love that. Like, I do appreciate that. So don't get me wrong about that part. And I think Hebner has been, too. I He posts a lot of different stuff, so I don't I can't be 100 percent sure. But, you know, as long as you take it seriously and I respect that, but I'm not about to. I don't even know what it is for the pay-per-view. I'm not about to drop a bunch of money to see CrossFitters fight. It's 10 bucks, But, uh, so that's why I was amazed at that. But, um, no, and Steffi's fight, we'll see. That'll be interesting because she's, I I tried looking up all the people. The girl she's fighting is, she's been a pro for four years and still undefeated after four years. Hmm. Yeah. So you gotta think, (laughs) she's a fighter. So. That uh, part is, should be terrifying. Like, it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And most people don't realize like how bad at fighting they are until they like get into it, right? With a professional, like, yeah. Well, I just mean in general. Like I, so I started doing jujitsu maybe a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, basically. And it's like you never realize how bad your instincts for fighting oh. are until you get out there and you're like, oh yeah, the the exact wrong thing to do. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. <laughs> and it's That's just like- as bad in striking and all that stuff. Yeah. And I would never do a striking just as like a hobby. Like I don't want to be getting hit in the head all the time. But I mean, it's just like that and that too. So you got these people who are like they've never done anything like this. I know Steffi's been training for a while. She's this isn't her first fight. This is like her second fight. Yes. But you're like, okay, first fight was an amateur one. Now I'm fighting a really a pro pro. Yeah. And undefeated, so she's got hands. <laughs> it's like yeah. Like it's that's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's way different. Like I stepped in and sparred once with a ex pro and holy shit. It was humbling. I mean, it was fun. (laughs) It was a blast, but the biggest realization was this dude knows what I'm going to throw before I throw it. Yeah. And that's how good they are. They're so good at the chess match and so good at reading you. They knew what you were going to do before you did it and just murdered you. Like the only swings I got were the ones he let me. (laughs) (laughs) You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then i tagged him once in the face and then it was over because then he just bah, 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 just murdered me. <laughs> um, yeah. it was fun but uh we had headgear and everything like that but uh yeah it's a totally different game man and i just don't understand well i miss mean, neat i suppose but i mean all these people jumping into it and uh they have their purchase paid and they must get eyeballs oh, yeah. in order for it to keep <laughs> going i think the mcgregor was like what one of the biggest oh yeah well and that one's understandable history. i mean dude's yeah, already I agree. got a huge following and yes uh, well the mma to boxing thing makes someone like i bet you mcgregor made probably if you added up every fight he took in mma and added all of his purses up he probably made more in that one little boxing yes it's, sure. really it's a demo yeah. like floyd isn't throwing hard punches and whatnot yeah, no. It's like he probably made so much more money just from that one thing because boxing is like it's like the Wild West. You know, you can just have these huge purses. That's why Mayweather was on. 
he was like the top paid athlete and he would only fight twice a year maybe yeah yeah. He was making like three hundred million per fight or something like that. Wow. It's like the the purses are a lot crazier. Yeah. But and you know, the UFC is you know, I don't know much about it in terms of like what the back end of it, but they don't get paid as well by any stretch, like not even close. And that's what I, is is boxing is boxing like soccer in that it's just like MMA seems bigger here, but worldwide is boxing still much bigger than mm-hmm. MMA worldwide. It has to be. I mean, where are it they getting be. all this money? It, I mean, there's, they're getting money from somewhere. They're just not, they're right. not losing cash. You know? yeah. <laughs> so you can't tell me these federations are losing cash to fucking pay these people. Uh, so they got to be pulling in money, but no, the fight that I'm actually interested in would be the, the Hepner versus bridges. Cause it's, at least it's, it's just two CrossFitters coming at each other. and yeah. then, So they both essentially suck equally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have, like, you know, a professional boxer versus a powerlifter and things like that. So it's like, it'd be fun just to unchain. Let's see what they can do. You know? Well, I do agree with the idea of mixing it up. So where you have kind of the same as everyone posts about the Olympics every year. It's like you need one normal person yeah. out there so you can see what the difference is. And... <laughs> So it's like every other fight where you have like a pro boxer and then who, you know, whoever, just because yeah. it should sting a little bit. If you make that mistake of stepping in the ring with somebody who's really good and you're like, oh, I do CrossFit, dude, I could do this. Yeah. And then you get your hands put on you like I that I'm for. But like every other fight, maybe. But just the whole charade of it, you know, I I'm not huge on the the whole like, all right, let's take people who have never done this thing before. And then make people pay for it. It's yeah. Like, look, man, yeah, that's problematic. Yeah. It's like, but, I'm not about to pay for all that. Yeah. And then the half Thor one, he was supposed to be fighting Eddie Hall. And then Eddie, I don't think you guys saw the videos of it. Eddie was in a sparring match and tore his bicep sparring. Oh. <clears throat> Basically throwing crazy wild hooks. And uh, <laughs> like we talked to, I was like, how strong do you have to be to blow a bicep? boxing yeah uh that's a lot that's a lot of strain but apparently they're gonna rebook their match once he heals uh which doesn't take that long but whatever um you know i've been through two of them but still it's just (laughs) so then they bring in devon larrett i'm probably ruining his name he's a canadian arm professional arm wrestler with like i don't know they they had like six weeks to get him ready and he came out yesterday after weigh-ins and he's like yeah i'm the worst boxer i'd like out of boxing people in the world, I am absolutely the worst. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I've sparred like once. He said, and he's like, my only, he said, if I win, it's just because I'm lucky. And he said, you never know. I'm a big guy. I might just go in there and hit him once. But uh, pretty much he's expecting to get his ass kicked. Uh, wow. How did <laughs> they pick him? I don't know. I don't know. Because they had other people they were looking at. And somehow they pulled up. I mean, because people were talking about uh, Oberst. Yeah. Try and get him or something, which makes sense. It's at least two strongman competitors. Right, right. Because uh, I don't know the size difference, but it's considerable. Because you look at pictures of them standing next to each other, and Thor is yeah. much bigger. Thor is such a small individual. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, just the reach there. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know how they picked him. And it, it doesn't. Promoter-wise, it doesn't seem smart to come out there and tell people that, hey, I suck. I'm just going to get my ass right. kicked. 
Uh, <laughs> probably want to play up your skills a little bit for you know, to get people to buy some pay-per-view. But, Maybe uh, he never read his contract. Yeah, probably not. But, in uh, the back on what he gets for money I or don't something. know what they're getting paid. It, I, it'd be interesting. I yeah. Don't know. There anywhere. To see I mean, what. it's obviously got to be a big pay, uh, you know, yeah. for them anyway, for whatever their range is, it's got to be a big payday for them because it's not like you're going there to further your career somehow necessarily, right? right? Like, yeah, it's not going to advance your strongman career. Yeah, no. exactly. So it's got to be worth it in that context. But I mean, yeah, I mean, as far as the Eddie Hall thing, I really. That fight would have been interesting, kind of. Yes. But if you watch them spar, it look it looked like two pandas kind of wrestling around. Like it just, <laughs> it just it's, it's not it's not exactly like you watch a professional boxer throw a punch and it's very sharp. And yes. like you kind of take that for granted when you're watching it. Yeah. Same way as you do in the NFL or basketball, or whatever. You're like, oh, I could do, you know, whatever. But man, just especially in boxing, it's like to watch a very stiff stiffly thrown punch which has to be how you tore a bicep like, i can't even imagine how you would tear a bicep like i that yeah. kind of blows my mind tearing you a bicep crazy like weird arcing hook or something yeah it pretty much was he was throwing a hook okay. and you know then you just see him grab his arm he lands a hook to the like the guy's shoulder or some shit and uh <laughs> just grabs his arm and then he's pissed you could tell he wasn't in that much pain he was just mad yeah, uh, he just he knows a f- I just fucked up the fight and probably yeah. lost five million dollars or whatever he's going to be. Paying. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but but he held such a crazy person like it would be fun just to see put him in the ring with Hawthorne just to see what he does. Yeah. And no, and that was going to be the spectacle. <laughs> that is really just what the payday was going to be. Exactly. But, uh, you know. And then there's reports coming out that Hathor's always t- already talking about he, after this he wants to fight Tyson and things like that. It's like, oh god. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you, you really don't, <laughs> dude. Everyone says that. They're like, oh, Tyson's next. Tyson's next. Uh-huh. But you watch that last little demo fight he had with Roy Jones. Yeah. And you could tell he started like he started to like get in there and throw some hard punches. Mm-hmm. And they made a they must have made a gentleman's bet. Like, yo, do not blow my head off in there. Yeah. Because. <laughs> I still, I mean, Mike's like 50. He's in his 50s. Yes. And when I watch him spar, I'm like, that dude has still got some steam on those punches. He does. Oh, and yeah. some speed. You do he's not want to get hit by that. <laughs> that said, you give me like $5 million, I'm going in there. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to give him my best. Uh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll take that $5 million. But we already have like a permanent wink from a deadlift. He's going to have his whole face <laughs> squished up. He's fighting Mike Tyson. <laughs> Oh shit. it's uh, funny. Um yeah, so I don't know. I mean we could give predictions, but I really have no clue. Um I have no but, idea. Yeah. I'm guessing Half Thor's gonna win just because this dude blatantly says he sucks. Yeah. Um I I think that's been preparing for what, how many months now? It's been a year, I think. At yeah. least Half Thor has. He looks yeah. good. He's lean. I mean he's got Oh, he's very lean. He's got a chiseled six pack and yeah. <laughs> uh, so. I, I would actually go with the, I mean, like Steffi's got an advantage that she's been, we'll, we'll just say working on strength for so long, but uh, just physique wise, but man, to go in there with the pro, I'd say the pro is going to get what she wants out of that fight. Yeah. yeah. That, that would be my guess too. I mean, I think, 
if it doesn't, it's got to be rigged. I mean, let's just be <laughs> honest. I mean, if it's a close fight, because there's just such a huge difference. Uh, yeah. Now, here it is. Thor weighed in at 323, so he's a down 110 pounds. <laughs> um, Can you imagine losing 100 pounds and still being 320? Yeah, yeah and that's just 100. Even after so losing 110 pounds, he outweighs the other dude by 50 pounds. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And he's actually but, been practicing boxing for... Uh, exactly. At least a year, you know, a year, year and a half. So yeah. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Hebner just just for the hometown sake. <laughs> I don't know, man. Bridges was a Navy SEAL. I've met some of those guys. They'll kill you. Yeah. Uh, it'll be fun though. And then the other ones, I don't know. Let me look here. I looked up their records and things. One of them was horrible. Uh, like the second before last fight, it's a pro boxer out of the Netherlands. His five and zero. Oh. And he's fighting a guy that is 1934 and one. Uh, 1934 <laughs> and one? Yeah, he's won 19 fights. He's lost 34 and had one draw. Wow. Uh, against the guy out of the Netherlands that's 5 and 0. Oh. Mm. Um, Usually they call those kind of guys uh, retired. Even 5 and 0. Who did he fight? That's only five fights, too. Yeah. So I don't know. But, and then. The lightweight fight, the Martin Bacol versus Hirana Osamano. They're both pro fighters. One's 16 and one, and one's 11 and two. But the guy that was 11 and two that said he's the fifth ranked heavyweight or a fifth ranked boxer in Ghana, not in the world. Ghana. <laughs> Just out of his state, he's number five. Uh, so it doesn't look like, they, like I said, they didn't draw anything huge. It doesn't look like as far as like great fighters, aside from the girl Steffi's. If she's undefeated yeah. in four years of pro fights, that's uh, a lot of people wish they did that. So, yeah, but I don't know. I think the big ones, honestly, I would think the ones drawing crowds are going to be the spectacle fights. Uh, the Steffi's and the Hapners and the, yeah. of course, half Thor. you know, that's really why everybody's tuning in. But, uh. And when does this go down? Today at like 12:30. Okay, so today we're recording on Saturday, so okay. Yeah, they're they're doing it today. You can buy it for $9.99 in the US. Hmm. Cuz that's like 9 p.m. over there and it's streaming right. live or whatever. Okay. Uh, I'd imagine with the internet now you have to almost do everything live cuz if you find out who wants like no one's going to pay. Exactly. <laughs> so, and it's I think the half horse thing starts at 4. So, oh. yeah, we'll see. If I'm bored, I might tune in, but I'll probably end up going out to dinner or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> eat a sandwich. So, um, no, other than that, man, there's not a ton going on. Um, Any updates on the Arnold? Except for that it's going to happen. No. And But the only thing I know is they did... Uh, it's not going to be the usual thing. Basically, it's just going to be the bodybuilding. Yeah, that's what I found out too. Like yeah. the couple people I know who were gonna compete, like they're like, no, nah, haven't heard anything. <laughs> yep. So it's just the bodybuilding stuff going on. I don't think there's there's no uh, expo. There's none of that. So why they're even doing that? I don't know, man. It seems like a grab, like some way to try and salvage the brand. But it, I don't know if it's a good idea. Uh, I'd say it probably. Yeah, I feel like Arnold's kind of lost favor with 
The, oh yeah, yeah. Strength crowd, just based on like political stuff and some comments yeah. he's made. Exactly. So, like just getting back, just getting one in the game, like in making sure you stay relevant, your your product stays relevant is probably because this thing could flip, especially if you got other people are chomping at the bit. You got a little bit of money to throw at things, like yeah. You like well, last time or time before we talked about the Shaw thing. And yeah, exactly. It could easily come to somebody else. Out there might want to just make sure you stay in the game because otherwise. That that thing could flip quick, and that's a huge brand to like lose. Yeah, but oh, it seems yeah. like a, and that's the problem I see is it seems like a poor way to do it because what made the Arnold what it was was the fact that it wasn't just bodybuilding like the uh, Olympia. That's why it killed the Olympia. Yeah. And then Olympia was planning to play catch up, so they're going back to just the origins of it, where it's just the bodybuilding show. It's like how many people are really going to show up at this huge freaking convention center? Um, that has to cost them exorbitant amounts of money uh, for just the bodybuilding. Like, normally when I go, now, of course, I don't run in the bodybuilding crowd that much. Uh, nobody I know is going there for that. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, how many of those thousands of people that show up over the Arnold weekend are actually going to see the, the bodybuilding show? Not to mention you have to pay freaking the minimum to even get in is like 50 bucks for prejudging. So, yeah, and I was thinking that, maybe it was COVID stuff, but you could just as easily run, you know, one off Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting as you could bodybuilding from that yeah, perspective, I, mean, I would imagine. I think. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And as far as I know, Ohio is wide open now. So, hmm. um, I was just there and it seemed like, like they all said, yeah, we're open. So, but I don't know. It seems like a bad grab, but I think it's, you're right. I think it, he's trying to stay relevant somehow, but I don't know. Maybe doesn't seem like the best choice. Maybe it's kind of one of those things where it's like he's, his original brand is losing steam. Cause just from a generational standpoint, right? Like kind of the Michael Jordan thing, like most players coming up now in the NBA are LeBron fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's been so dominant. Like it's the same thing with Arnold. It's like Arnold was dominant. I mean, this is it's getting into the fifty years ago thing. Like, yes. Yeah. Exactly. When so when was pumping iron? I always it's always earlier than I thought it was. It's like seventy, right? Yeah, something like that. It's like right at seventy. So yeah, we are at fifty years of when his you know he was dominant. So none of these you know everyone knows who he is because movies and stuff like that, but. In the bodybuilding world, there are a lot of other guys that I would say people kind of look up to as well. Yeah. So maybe the staying relevant thing is important. Like, he's got to keep his, you know, stay in the Michael Jordan branding style where he's got to keep putting stuff out somehow. Yeah, but like I said, it seems like a poor way to do it. It, Fuck, just bring in everything and live stream it. Yeah, that's what I was you know? worried about. And if you're worried about the crowds, bring in everything, live stream it, and have people buy it for 20 bucks. You know, they do it. Uh, yeah, Pumping Iron was 1977. 77, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Not quite 50 years, but he was... How many championships was that for him? That was like, he had a few championships. He had before. a few in the belt already, yeah. So, so he's probably dominant from like we'll say seventy five was kind of the start of his peak. Yeah, he won his first Mr. Olympia in seventy five and yeah. Mr. Universe. Yeah, so so seventy five 
Yeah, I mean, we're yeah, that's that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, most people going to these things weren't alive. You know? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's an early 20s game, right? Like early yeah. 20s, like 20 yeah. to 30. That's like the yeah. peak crowd. Yep. And the people who are like kind of the bigger names are like the 30 to, you know, 30 to 40s. Oh, yeah. You don't see 40 year olds waiting in line at the bang booth to get a free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> I'll just go buy one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I, Obviously, I like Arnold, regardless of whatever his politics are. I always, yeah. you know, always enjoyed yeah. Arnold stuff. And Pumping Iron is still a classic. I still will watch that at least once a year. So, yeah. but it would be really sad for me to see the Arnold go, even for Wayland. It was such a that's a yeah, very oh, big yeah. need for Wayland. It is, it is, and and strongman and everything else. I mean, it. A lot of times, that's the one people are trying to get into. You know, for powerlifting, weightlifting. You know, it's a show. And well, on weightlifting, it was. That was a fun one because it's uh, well, they turned it as into an amateur, as a lower end lifter, you can lift with big name people there. Yeah. So it's kind of fun, you know. You yeah, get to be man. in the same competition as some big name people. So they've changed it to the AO series, which yeah. is you know a lot different. But that the AO series for the U.S. is a qualifier, so you have yes. a lot of young people going to do it for various qualifications. Yeah. Yep. So, but the qualification level is still low enough that a lot of help. Some of my lifters went there that were, you know. Yeah. And, oh yeah. yeah it's it's not, so it's good. But, that's, what, that's the new weightlifting thing is like, like oh I qualified for the AO and you're like oh that's that's a pretty good total. Yeah. Series. Well oh okay well that's not quite. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. So. AO finals. That's the big total. Yeah. Exactly. So. But anyways, yeah, so we'll be inundated with stuff from Dubai all weekend. Maybe we'll have some stuff to talk about. We'll see who gets bloodied up. Yeah. Talk about it next week. But that'll be it for today, guys. Cool. Go get in a sauna and get jacked. All right. I got to go buy a sauna. <laughs> Any, anyone want to sponsor me a sauna? Hit there me you up. Go. Yeah, hit us up here. Do you want to send us free things? Anybody wants to send us free things? We won't talk about them. Right. Send us free things. So, but, uh, bye, cool. guys. All right, see ya.